0: Living in a world gone geek, it's time to geek card or go home. The website is fake, but the podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to World Gone Geeks. The podcast is real. It's another great Sunday night. I hope you're having a wonderful week. It's the end of the week, and we're going into a very exciting week coming up. It is, uh, I've changed the colors of my background today to celebrate uh, the holidays and hopefully uh, you guys will get a chance to do that. Whatever holiday you settle or celebrate, we'll be able to do that uh, with your family and friends in this coming week. We're in Cleveland. We had a peppering of snow this morning. uh, So it feels a little bit like the holiday season, at least in Ohio. Uh, People are in Florida are like, what is that? Um, but yeah, we're get, we're getting ready, right ex, uh, very excited about the holiday season. I'm even wearing my uh, Nakatomi Plaza uh, t-shirt, which is uh, a very Christmassy t-shirt. I've decided, so there it is. Um, let me bring on my good friends. Here's Aaliyah. Hey, Aaliyah, what's going Hi. on? And Utah, Utah has arrived What's up, man?
0: Greetings, programs I'm sorry, I'm just trying to figure out where these parts go in this glove
1: Right, so at the beginning of the show We have determined is uh, Utah's gadget (laughs) segment (laughs) And uh, because every time I bring him up on camera For those of you listening to the podcast uh, He has got some sort of new gadget or uh, collectible that he has purchased and today um, he is sporting Iron Man's uh, Infinity Glove. But it's missing a, a stone, it looks like.
0: I, I, yeah, I just found it. I, these things are really tiny and easy to misplace. Let me just All stick right. this back. I guess it goes over here. Oh, there we go. Hey!
1: Look at that. It lights up uh, and you put the final stone in Oh,
0: that dangerous. That felt interesting yeah I'm, yeah I'm like Baker Mayfield I feel dangerous
1: That's a Cleveland little Browns
0: That's a Cleveland Browns That's a Cleveland Right now
1: <laughs> Since the, almost the entire Browns team is down With COVID this week That's right didn't mm-hmm. play today um, Are you going to snap for us Let's see what happens
0: I don't, know. I don't know I don't know how this works Am I supposed to like Go this way And go uh, I am Iron Man Yeah I got to work on that Alright oh.
2: oh
1: Did that do it
0: there we go. Nah, is I'll, fi- right. I'll, I'll figure it and out. Now, and now everybody's happy.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody's <laughs> back. Thanos is gone. We're all good. Um, yeah,
0: it's all it's all good. I guess I oh, we just have to clean up.
1: During that time, Aaliyah and I were snapped away. I realized that mm-hmm. there's a room there. And then we came back. We did. During oh. the was, blip. Yep.
0: I got to say, that was kind of cool what they did in Hawkeye with the whole blip thing. Right?
1: That was the first right? time we've seen it like that. From from so that
0: perspective. Sp- yeah, we yeah, I don't, don't want to spoil, spoil exactly
1: what happened. But we actually but I got that was to see cool. someone... From when they were blipped to the moment they returned blipped, what that looked like for them, which is yeah. kind of mind blowing. So if you're that not was, watching the Hawkeye miniseries, you got to see it. It's really please really cool. do. And they just dropped a bombshell at the end of this last episode. They did. Of they kind of did. And I have so many is, questions. <laughs> kind is, of a uh, big
0: one, you might say. In
1: the in the MCU, confirmed now. So. um very it's exciting. not Mephisto. so well, what comes <laughs> no. next who are we going to see I get the WandaVision, division the oh, you boy. know speculators all back up again not the bees we're already dealing with the speculators for Spider-Man, a new. Uh, um, oh, I still have to see. That. I haven't oh. seen it yet. Yeah. No. And I'm not, I did. Oh. I got to see it Friday, so I'm not going to say anything. Obviously. Uh, oh my gosh! Other than I, the fact that it's fantastic, it was just a lot of fun. So I haven't heard anything um, bad about it yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Like, and, and I can't. You know, I mean, I could if I really wanted to think about it. There's some things that felt a little off. You know, like, I'm oh, sure whatever. there are. F- Overall, though, this is just a, a blast. This is what movie. This is what going to the movies for these blockbusters is supposed to feel like and mm-hmm. yeah it was great it was really great
0: yeah 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes so mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's good all right it's yeah. funny, Rotten Tomatoes. big movies are coming out right now this week we're also getting Ma- Matrix Resurrections the four yeah. yes. Movie. yes I'll yeah. get to
0: watch that because it's on HBO Max
1: same same <laughs> same uh, so me and Aaron have been binging through the Matrix movies um, did you
0: skip the third one
1: not well. We haven't seen it yet. We we watched the first two, and now you should just skip the third. The th- one. Just skip the third. I one. didn't see the third one. I watched the first two. I so haven't
0: seen the third one, I,
1: one. The thing is, maybe we have to see the third one to oh, understand you know, something you're in right. the fourth one. Correct. But you're right. The third one is not. They they get increasingly less worse. Coherent as they go,
0: right? Um, and maybe but, maybe uh, that was by design. Uh, you know, who knows? But
1: they, but they get increasingly more action packed as they go. It's like it's like a bitter, It's bittersweet because the <laughs> second movie we're watching it again. And I remember watching Reloaded and at the end being like, "What just
0: what happened? just happened?"
1: <laughs> but then uh, but then when on a rewatch, I'm like, "Okay, this has some of the most fun, cool action." It was they they certainly upped it from the last one. Right. I'm that's the highway. Right? Giving them props. This was a lot of fun, even though the the plot just took a weird turn that doesn't make any sense. And then in the third <laughs> one, instead of so I had a great theory. I believe we talked about it back in the day when it first came out, but I had a great theory for why. What happens at the well? It's, I'm not spoiling Matrix 2, right? This is no, uh, no, it's, been no, no it's been out. The limitations is for, over on this. It's been right? out for
0: decades. Come so on. So at now. the
1: end, Keanu and his buddies are back in the real world running from the squiddies, right? And their ship is disabled. So they have to get out and they're running along. And then all of a sudden, Keanu's like, something's different. And he turns around and the squiddies are almost upon them and he raises his hand and they stop. And then they fall and you're and you're like, what?
0: Right. The big What's revelation happening? is now he has that kind of power in the real world.
1: Right. You've made air quotes because there's a podcast version. Of well, this. don't forget. Right. I have to let people know. But.
0: Oh, uh, yes. It's like Aaliyah convinced. not waiting. I was
1: convinced. <laughs> I am waiting. Based on everything the architect just told him. Right I am about the fact that we have this uh, this pattern of, of repetition. we follow this repetition and there's yeah. been like five of you know five different uh, ones before you and you're you know you're gonna make oh, a the lot same more decision than that, right? I thought he said there was five. I thought that he was the sixth. Well, you know, oh. now that you guys
3: are talking about this, I don't think I've watched the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Here's the, well, thing.
1: the whole point the arc- was. The whole point was that they were, that they started <laughs> all cycle. over again. Yeah. And again, it was the illusion of being, of revolting that was keeping them, uh, subdued. Subdu- so yeah. my thought was, oh my gosh, they haven't left the matrix. It's a matrix within a matrix this whole time. <laughs> like that would have been like, seriously, again, because the whole point is to no. make them think they're accomplishing something. So they'll keep it's doing It's matrix that. inception. Exactly. And I was like, that would have been perfect, but no, he has the powers in the real world somehow, uh, you know, and Smith can walk around in the real world somehow. And it just got
0: weird. Right. Cause didn't Smith infect like an actual hu- yeah. person in the real yes. world. Right. Again, yeah.
1: which would have worked if they're still in, in the matrix. If it
0: was another, if it was another matrix, but
1: maybe, yeah. but maybe this A movie, sub-matrix. maybe this movie will somehow, cause Howard's, Howard, how, well, uh, I won't spoil the third one, but how are certain people in this movie that shouldn't be correct? I'm saying. Um, So I don't know. Maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to go back the way like, what was it? Uh, X-Men uh Days of Future Past went back and oh, kind of retconned the third one that <laughs> everyone yes. hated. Yeah, yes, and they right. like brought everybody back to of, life, <laughs> which is exactly they, what they <laughs> they should have never killed him in the first place. Um maybe they're gonna do that in the fourth one. Who knows? I don't know.
0: It'll be interesting. Well, you know, to see. It, it, it is but it is entertaining the Matrix, movies. movie. So right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're entertaining, I mean, entertaining. they're just the action increasingly is increasingly less coherent. Yeah, the action that was over. I mean, I mean right because the, the effects for the time were amazing. Right. I
3: have certain things for when I'm on my Christmas break, like certain movies that I want to watch. Die Hard is one of them. Yeah, that's no, a Christmas um, movie. You have to
0: watch that. Yeah, it is a Christmas, it Christmas
3: movie. And then, definitely The Matrix. I have to watch The Matrix. Well, yeah, like the, Matrix the second is- one. Because now I feel like I don't. I don't think I watched it. I thought I watched it, but I don't think I
0: did. <laughs> well, maybe you <laughs> Jeff did. Was watch-
3: explaining all of these things happening, and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> probably am I in the Matrix? Well, see,
0: it's you you probably yeah, yeah. You just watched it in The Matrix. But not in the real world.
1: Oh, okay. So now the, in the. Actually, the pro there was a glitch, and the program. There's a uh, glitch. The, the program's changed things, and that's right. why. And so, so just right. a moment ago, when you said you'd seen it, you were having déjà vu, right? Uh, which, which is which a, a glitch that in the they system. They changed something in the system, and you actually haven't seen it, or, or oh. now you haven't because they changed the. They
0: right. That means there's again. a glitch in the system.
1: Oh,
3: okay. Like whenever they. Like in the world, real world, whenever they change word or what is that? Like the Bernstein bears and then they change it to the part effect. All
1: that stuff. It's because they had to change something.
0: That's why there's a glitch in the system.
1: For some reason, they had to change something.
3: Everyone, there's thousands of people that remember it this way. And then somehow they're trying to convince us. They
1: were in the, uh, you know, the, the three point. Two version of <laughs> now we're right. That 3. means there is a glitch version in the system. And some of those people are still around. Some of their some of the residual programming is still. I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is getting this is getting less coherent than the movies. So let's just uh,
0: <laughs> right. That means there is a glitch in the system.
1: He's <laughs> just got to keep going. I um so. Anyway, yeah, Christmas is coming up, uh, lots of other holidays, um, whatever it is you're cel- celebrating. We're glad that you decided to spend tonight with us. And, um, you know, I was just, like I said, I'm wearing my Nakatomi Plaza. I love that. I noticed that. And, Very nice. Uh, I just it just showed up. So I got two two T-shirts from work. They they my um, manager at work offered we could pick these T-shirts or whatever. This is the other one that I got.
0: i have a bad feeling about this in star wars Is that from something excellent that's from star wars yes
1: it is from something that we're gonna make you watch soon oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen the doonies yet so don't don't come for me all right
3: well you've seen die hard 10 for 10
1: you gotta watch that's another one you gotta watch here because we're gonna record uh next week right
0: oh yes Yes. doonies yeah so you gotta watch it this week okay I'm,
1: I'm good for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, and uh, for those of you wondering why we are talking uh, about watching Goonies? Goonies, it's not because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Although maybe we can make a case. Let right. me think. Um, uh, uh, let's
2: see.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> the um, but again, like I said, this is a holiday season. Not everyone's celebrating Christmas. Maybe for somehow Goonies fits into Their uh Reason for this hey, season, and that's their yeah, holiday yeah. I'm I mean, not gonna, I'm not going to rain on that parade.
0: I'm sure that there there are there are pirates celebrating a holiday this season. Yeah, like exactly. you know, you know. Um, um, but anyway, else? the reason we we're talking about comments. that is because
1: we're going back is finally. Uh, coming back it's uh it's finally coming back yeah we're
0: going back is coming back yeah we're going back we're going back to going we're going it's back
1: finally going to premiere we're going to try to ring in the new year with it so uh you can join us on January 1st with a new episode of our of our uh sister podcast if you will it's a mm. film mm. discussion uh and also a little uh you know audio drama narrative type story that that will go through all of the episodes as well. So it's kind of fun and uh, you can check that out. Uh, in fact, go ahead and put it in your podcast players right now. Subscribe, follow whatever it takes in those.
0: Go back to your podcast players
1: and those podcast missions subscribe to we're
0: going back because <laughs> exactly. we're going back is coming you back
1: subscribe to this one too, because that's how you're going to find out there's new episodes. Gonna let that's you go right, in. Derek. Mar- uh, Mabel, yes, you're right. Goonies is the greatest movie ever. I I don't know if it's the greatest movie ever, but I I mean that's it's, that's a valid it, opinion, that I'm not going to step on. Because it's a valid opinion. It's pretty and darn good.
0: It's a Dang. um damn good movie.
1: And Die Hard, ten out of ten. Why? Well, I, I definitely everybody knows how I feel about that.
0: Wait, Die Hard <laughs> didn't happen on August yeah. uh, on October 10th. What does he mean? Okay. I don't understand. <laughs> ten out of ten.
1: Oh 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 yeah, it is. It is like my hey, all time favorite movie.
0: And those Die Hard Battery commercials with the original cast, also 10 out of 10.
1: Good good times. All Die right. Hard Battery commercials? Yeah. You know, oh, the Die Hard yeah. Battery for your car is a brand. Called oh, Die yeah. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Sorry. started doing commercials Feeling with uh, a little slow, Bruce
0: Willis. <laughs> but they did commercials
1: with Bruce Willis.
0: <laughs> and they got Reginald the driver, too. Yeah. Did they get did they get um No
1: Reginald, uh his name is oh no. Reginald.
0: No, 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 no. They got but they got the limo driver. Did they get oh my gosh, did they,
1: you're, talking, you're thinking of Reginald Velt, Van yes, Reginald I'm thinking Velt of the, Johnson, who is, yes, Al. Who is
0: Powell. Al, right.
1: Uh what did Argyle. Get, that's his name.
0: Right. did Argyle they Argyle was his driver. let that's it. Yeah. You know,
1: there was there's
3: only one movie that pops into my head when, when talking about Bruce Willis, and that is
0: Cousin Hawk, another great one no
1: uh what is that i will, di- I will die on that hill <laughs> i don't care who you are i don't what, understand I don't have have an movie? opinion that that movie is terrible but i i don't understand the the that, hate. that movie is misunderstood this is that, that movie time. is so <laughs>
0: underrated and probably misunderstood Aaliyah, tell me the movie.
3: no no i was saying this is the second time that you said you're gonna die on a hill and i'm like you're <laughs> oh, yeah. so passionate when it there comes to there are so Bruce many Willis. hills that i will
1: die well which means <laughs> there's a
0: glitch in the system
1: well, it's kind of like it's yeah, it's kind of like I will die on the hill that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? Right, but there's another um, hill, but right I next won't to it. die on the hill that Goonies is the greatest movie ever. So, mm-hmm. is it high up there on my list? Yes. Will I say it's the greatest movie ever and die on that hill? I won't. That's that's no. the that's how you do that. But oh, one okay. hill over people, is Hudson
0: Hawk yeah. is a good movie and he will die on that yeah, hill. And
1: I will not say it's the best movie ever either, but it's <laughs>
0: not nearly that one. But it's that it doesn't deserve all oh, the it's hate. It's completely that
1: it gets. misunderstood.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so entertaining. I can't even Yeah. Yeah, anyway, what movie?
3: Um, well, I lost <laughs> it, so I was trying to Google it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the fifth element. The fifth element. That's yes. literally oh, the sling. Now
0: only that is exactly another one. excellent movie. That's a good movie. Yes.
1: That's a good one. That's, That's a very good Bruce Willis movie. Uh there but I mean you know, that? there's lots of them. Yeah, multipass. <laughs> all right so that's we're gonna move on <laughs> um but uh we're glad again that you're here we have great guests tonight we're gonna to talk about some fun stuff uh i just started um uh playing this uh demo of this game this week so tonight we have some game developers on the show these are a group of college students and Round Columbus that uh, banded together, start their own game development company. And now they're deep into development on this African-based RPG called Zakumba. And I, I'm going to ask them how to pronounce the other name because I'm not sure, Astrea is what I want to say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but Leslie, let's go ahead and meet them. It's the team from AfroDeck. Welcome guys. Hi. hi there they hello. are hello hello all right hello hello so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves um for our podcast audience let us know who each of you are
4: yeah okay i guess i should start <laughs> you get to start <laughs> oh yeah i'll start um so my name is quessy uh quessy christian i am the creative director and founder of Afroduct studios for Zacumba astrea so you said it right jeff you you got it on the mark Absolutely, did it. (laughs) And
5: I'm Nick. I am the lead programmer for the project um, and a co-founder of the company.
6: And my name is Neil, and I'm the narrative editor.
1: Very cool. Now, in a moment, we're gonna find out what all those things mean. So, (laughs) Uh, but one of the things that we that I love about this show, and I invite people on, you know. Sometimes I know Aaliyah feels a little out of place because Utah and I are geeking out about something that she hasn't seen or hasn't done with a guest because we just get into a, into a, (laughs) a, a, you know, a mode and we're like, oh my gosh. And then we just babble. Um, I don't know anything about game (laughs) development. So this is good. This is a great, which is great. You know, you want to bring people on who are going to educate you, right? And tell us about stuff that we don't already know. And uh, so I'm very excited. But um, why don't you give us a little bit of, so Kwesi, I met you, uh, I uh, I might have seen a couple of the other of you too, I don't remember, but I met you at the Cleveland Gaming Classic here in Cleveland, which is a convention. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys have been to several of these, right? To kind of like debut the game and show people kind of what you're doing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, Jeff, when we met at the Gaming Classic, that was like, I think that was our third convention for like that year. Yeah, sure. yeah. and we kind of just threw ourselves into it because we've never been to a convention before. Sure. Um, but it was oh, really, cool. really fun. Um, the Cleveland one was the last one that we went to, and we had a ton of fun. So definitely shout out to Cleveland. Yep. Definitely yep. want to go back again, uh, show yeah. what we've been hey. working on. So yeah, super hey, fun. and
2: Cleveland,
1: press.
4: You definitely should come back because
1: actually uh, Utah and Leah don't even know this yet, but I'm actually – uh, joining the team that's helping to plan that, and World Gun Geek is going to be a part of it next year. So oh, that's right. wow. so cool. cool! We
4: may, <laughs> we, may uh, we may broadcast live. Surprise! <laughs> we may broadcast live.
1: Uh, we may. I don't know what we're we'll doing. We may, maybe we'll we'll broadcast live and then we'll uh, commentate the final round of the Tecmo Bowl Championship. There, Ooh. yeah, definitely. something. Cool. We'll find something. That's to do. what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, I'm up, for, right? I'm up for color. I'm, I'm up for color commentary on the tech mobile. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you and I, are, we're we're uh, Joe Montana Sports Talk football on the Sega Genesis. That was really yes, the one that kind the, of that like, was that was our game back in the day, if you recall. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, anyway. Yeah. So it's, tell us a little bit about. Um, Aaliyah how you no guys idea. got started. <laughs> did, how, I've always wondered like, does somebody have this idea and you went and got the, your friends or, and it
4: kind of grew from
1: there or do you get the friends and then you guys come up with the idea? How did it start for you guys?
4: Oh yeah. It definitely started, with the dream. I'm just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> when, we,
2: <laughs>
4: when we started, I actually had met Nick back in college. We went to OSU Newark um, and I met him, just a guy that loved Pokemon. We bonded over Pokemon and we're like, oh my God, do you want to come over to my house and play Pokemon? We're like, absolutely. So it was, it was uh, really great. And we lived together for like two years and there was a game that we played because we love a lot of RPGs called Lunar Silver Star Story. It's originally on the PS1. And we were just playing it one day. This was like what our fourth or fifth playthrough. And we were like, you know, it'd be really cool to make a game. And then Nick is like, we can make a game. Do you want to make a game? And I'm like, absolutely, we can do it. And I'm pretty sure that day Nick just went and like changed his major to like game development. And then then decided like, (laughs) all right, we're going to make a video game. Like, that's just what we're going to do. Um, The original concept of the idea did come from me. A lot of the story and narrative aspects are from, you know, my own life, people that I've met, uh, different, you know, stories that I've heard. And I was born in Ghana. um, So one thing that has always fascinated me has been how cultural, um, like different cultures Cultures that are represented in video games. I never really saw that inside of an African narrative. So I wanted to kind of bring that into the indie game market. I felt like it would be extremely viable and super cool um, because I don't think there's a lot of African stories that are told, especially within that representation. So I... When you're designing a game, usually the best rule of thumb is the story is like the last thing that you make for for any solid game. I went the complete opposite way and I wrote a 200 page like narrative of like, here's what I want the game to be. And Nick took Nick took a look at it and he's like, all right, cool. But what's the game? Like what what, what do you do on it? Um, and throughout this whole adventure, I've met awesome people like Neil, um, and the rest of our team who have basically, um, kind of helped shape and build what we've wanted to make, which has been the RPG. And let me tell you, Jeff, good rule of thumb, just a piece of advice. Never make an RPG as your first game. It's the worst idea in the entire world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not gonna be a good time. Make a nice racing game. That that that's one is oh, a good one. Yeah. Racing game. That, yeah. they, they teach yeah. us that
5: in college. Exactly. Uh, that uh, what RPGs are one of the hardest games to get up and starting. Oh yeah, uh, and of course that's you decide to go at the hardest one first. I guess, Absolutely, so. <laughs> but that's
4: just because I'm a crazy man, and you know, <laughs> I want I want to see this game come through. But honestly, yes. what a lot of people have really liked about our game, not only with the art and the characters, but the story that we're trying to tell um, because it is one that I personally feel is really unique. Um, And every single member of my team, I'm sure Neil can definitely testify to this. Once they hear my vision for the narrative and the story I'm trying to tell everybody instantly gets hooked. And then I tell them, here's how much work it's going to be. And they're like, Uh, all right cool I can spare some time let's do it so (laughs) so, yeah that's kind of where we've like started and where we've uh been and started our road in game development so yeah
1: well now how did you guys kind of find the other people that you needed that you mentioned like Mm. the art and things like that that was one of the first things that kind of drew me to your table right so when I walked in Mm -hmm. I I saw that standee of the character it was really cool I'm like oh what is this this is so the art kind of really pulled me in and the style. Um, yeah. So how does that come together? Who's who Who did you who was the first person that you brought in to kind of do that? So I the
6: I very. First... Need... Sorry, go for it. Oh, oh,
4: I'm sorry. Neil, you know what? I've been talking too much. I'm going to let you talk. Go for <laughs> <Okay>. it. <Neil. laughs> well, I was going to say,
6: I feel like this is a good time for me to tell the story of how I joined the company because yeah. it kind of fits. So I moved to Ohio from New York, where I'm from, in 2016 and i was getting an english degree and i saw just like a poster on a bulletin board that was like do you want to make a video game and i was like (laughs)
2: yes
6: (laughs) and it had all these little you know poll numbers you take them down and so i took one of those and i texted questy um and then we sat down to have lunch and i remember that first day lunch became dinner because we talked (laughs) for like six hours And and that's kind of been, I would say, and I think this pivots into a, uh, also a question of like, what does Nick do for the company too? Because I feel like Nick, sometimes you and I have the same job, but it's just in different fields, which is mm-hmm. Questy comes to us with a dump truck of ideas and just like backs <laughs> it up into our living room. And then it all it, you know pours out into the whole room and we're like... Okay. Um, okay, let's start here and then we start, you know, organizing and collating and figuring out what's possible mm-hmm. and what things go together and stuff, you know. So I take I take my job is basically to take all of Questy's ideas story wise and then try to string it together into a narrative that works and is fun and and I
4: make sure that yeah.
5: there's actual gameplay, not just... Uh, oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> <financial> <laughs> yeah. not, no, that. You're, you're the story we're, guy. Right? Sure we That's remember so. we're building a video game, not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: I tend to... I will be the yeah. first to admit I go overboard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people like Neil, Nick um, on my team, I have like Ellie, I have Rose. Like, they really help guide the project. These hands can't physically make anything, but they can like direct and say... Here's what I want to do. And I think we we have a joke now where it's like um, um, we have Questy translators because I know what I want, but sometimes I can't get it out. So I'm like A, B, C. And then everyone's like, oh, you mean A, one, two, three, B, one, two, three, C, one, two, three. I'm like, yes, you got it. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does pivot to what you were mentioning, Jeff, about the art. Um, we went through actually quite a bit of artists. Um, originally when we were trying to make the game, we were trying to make it 3d. Um, bad idea. Never do a 3D game as your first game either. It's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, you're already in on the RPG,
1: so may as well just I, oh, double. Yeah. In fact, why not do it VR and 3D? Uh, why not?
0: <laughs> just,
4: you just got to slap um, it on yeah. and then boom. Yeah. Put, you put just some just small vision already. on
0: there. Yeah.
4: And, uh, <laughs> vision. It's right. Um, but we we had a lot of like good concept art when we first started out. We were trying to decide, do we want to do 3D? Do we want to do 2D? 2.5D? Pixel, super shaded, cell shaded. Um, so, everybody that joined, I think we've had a total of five different art directions that we've like shifted, um, which is so really cool. And then it turns out, oh, some of the Questy's great at choosing the hardest options. <laughs> that is correct. Um, so, we've basically shifted all the way back to 2D. And it really wasn't until I met want our lead character designer. Her name is Yaira. Um, she's the loveliest person you will ever meet. Super nice, super intuitive, astounding artist. And I met her on Instagram, just randomly met her. There was a, um, member on our team who's no longer like part of the team his name is uh, Austin and he's like hey dude check out this artist like she's really cool you should like see if maybe she'd be want want to uh, be interested so I just messaged Yaira randomly and I'm like hey I have this vision for a game and I want to do this and I love your art and I think it could really fit what do you say and Yaira was like give me a couple days to think about it and then she came back and she said, I love what you guys are doing with the story. This seems awesome. Yes, let me go be a part of this. And she had already designed like the very first um, drawing of Astraea, um, which was like on a notepad. And it just completely set everything in stone for me. It realized it made me realize that this game can happen and a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with this character, how she looks, how she behaves. Um, and that's kind of like where we've been just moving through. And then in the game, you'll notice between the concept art versus the in-game art, I met a, uh, another artist by the name of Ellie. And Ellie is one of the most structured and funny and just like down to earth people I've met. Um, and she heard my entire spiel and she wanted to be part of it to kind of help make the assets. Originally I wanted her to just work on background, but then she started taking lead and started taking charge and just became our art director who's been, you know, creating all of the assets in the game. So all the astrea that you see fighting in combat, um, that's all Ellie, um, oh, cool. with support from like the remainder of our artists as well. So That's kind of how we've traversed with the art and really found our art style um, to make ourselves stand out. Mm -hmm.
1: That's awesome. We do have a a question from the audience here. Um, And it was, what was some of the inspiration when writing the story? So like when you came up with this story, uh, where did you get some of the inspirations from it for it?
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I think Neil, you could also probably answer this question too, because mm-hmm. we've had so many, so many discussions. For me, the initial idea—and um, I don't know if she's watching, but she'll she'll yell at me later. One of the <laughs> initial ideas for the story actually came from my own personal family. So my little sister, um, her name is Teresa, and I kind of wanted to create a narrative that revolved around a young child, um, struggling and trying to find their way throughout, um, you know, like throughout their lives. Um, and I think the stories about single fathers, especially like single black fathers is really interesting because you never really see that dynamic. Um, and a lot of stigma, it's always like, you know, the mother stays and then like the dad leaves or stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I, I wanted to play on the idea of like, you know, the dad is there and doing his best to raise an only daughter, especially when the mother um, is gone. So with I know somebody personally that, you know, has been struggling and going through that. And I wanted the persona of, you know, a family member that I knew with the story of another dear, dear friend that's been going through it in order to kind of like tell this story. And it's not a tragic story either. It's more about a young girl that has so much opportunity. And even though the world isn't really giving her, you know, everything that she needs, she's finding her own path. She's very independent. Um, And I really wanted to tell a story from like an independent black female, especially young ones um, that would be able to, you know, like resonate and, you know, have an impact. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like one of the, my core visions with it. Um, and a lot of the other parts of the story um, and Neil, I'll have you interject here came from a lot okay. of like different African mythologies that we looked up um, and we're trying to um, inject the culture, especially with philosophy. I, I can, I can't count how many times, neil and i have gotten super <laughs> philosophical about mm-hmm. certain things but neil i'll, I'll let you uh, add some stuff here too
6: because well, because that's kind of my jam um is thinking about like you know questy will come with with the with the dump truck right of ideas so just like this, this huge world sort of sprawling inside of its head and then i'm i'm the one who's kind of picking apart oh so we're telling a story about this kind of theme. You know, there's a there's a, a plot line that you won't see in Astrea, but it makes me think about it is It's um, two of our other main characters, Zach and Callan, are royalty, and they think that their dad, like many children, they think that their dad is awesome, and then it turns out that their dad is like kind of an evil ruler, um, mm-hmm. and they realize it via interacting with the world. And so it's not just that they're learning, oh, my father is actually just a human being, like we all do, but it's attached to this power structure, and so it has these really big stakes. And I was like, well, this is a story about power this is a story about you know can you wield it and be good or what is it how do you be both a king and a father at the same time stuff like that i love thinking about stuff on a thematic level um and so a lot of our conversations, yeah, we would, you know, Questy would come and we'd have this idea, um, and we'd be talk, and he would be talking, and I would be at a whiteboard, and I would just be like scrambling to write stuff down, and I'm like drawing, I'm like drawing lines between stuff, right? We're like, we're like hunting down the Unabomber. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm making like bulleted lists and stuff. Strange um, here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the game, the game was in that stage, especially in the early stages. I, none of us really realized that. Like, I, I guess anytime you try to make a game, you, you just, you, there's a kind of period where you run on the treadmill a little bit, um, mm-hmm. is what I've learned. Is that, like, we were just kind of paying our dues, um, and I think for a long time, it was still really fun in that stage because we had this great story that we were kind of holding on to and trying to develop. <laughs>
3: Well, I really just want to say uh Kwesi, I love that you made this character um a black independent woman. One of the things that uh so I I work uh for a multicultural advertising marketing agency and um my boss had asked me a question do you when you see yourself do you see yourself as a uh, a black woman first or do you see yourself as a strong just like a strong black woman or just a black woman in general? And it there's a lot of like there's one characteristic that you always hear with the the black woman right that she's strong but you kind of like took that and put that aside and was just like yeah of course she's strong but she's i mainly want her to be this independent woman and i love that um and my question is like uh neil you got you talked about um longevity like how long this process was taking. Um, how long was the, the conceptual <laughs> period? Um, and until you guys went into that actual development period.
6: <laughs> I mean, oh, I man. met question in 2016.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: At least I just for like other conceptual. people, you know, that might be watching. Yeah. Um, and obviously everybody's story or, you know, his journey is differently, but for you guys. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. No, cause when, so when Question and I uh, met and had talked about that idea, as, as it was mentioned, I went into uh, computer science and said I was originally a history major yeah. um, because when we first started, oh, we want to build a game. We didn't know how to build a game. We had absolutely no idea. Never done it before. No one with any experience. Um, we first tried attempting it on RPG Maker, which is a
4: uh, mm. tool that you can use for free on Steam. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think but, we, we actually had a, a demo that we made yeah. with RPG Maker. It was like less than like a kilobyte. Uh, yeah,
5: yeah no, it, was it was a, like really, it was just a little, little <laughs> bit of gameplay that we put together to test some things. But yeah. I think there was like limitations that we were afraid of. And I knew just like looking at the program, like there's going to be some complications we run into. Yeah. Um, and as we were building out our um, trying to build out a team of people to kind of help us make this game, we we're having a hard time finding programmers initially. Um, I think it was one of our biggest struggles, but uh, we eventually actually met uh, someone who really took hold and actually started making, I think steps into the development, which was Jacob. Yeah. And Jacob actually kind of was able to put together um, something, right? Like a bit of a prototype to show what gameplay to expect. Um, But we were, we kind of were getting stuck on this point and Jacob ended up, you know, for his own personal reasons had to leave uh, and pursues other uh, things on the side. Yeah. So I actually ended up taking over at that point because then, you know, two years had passed. I had had a lot more experience in programming and mm-hmm. game development and uh, took over. But the conceptualization period before then, I would say it was a solid two years of us just it was like, Oh, we want to build this game, time. but how do we
4: even start building a game? We don't know. We'll just draw some pretty <laughs> pictures and write some good story. Yeah. So. It was, it was a ton and ton of research. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll always be the first to admit, I know like, of what my developers are actually doing until I actually have to say, Hey, what are we making? Right? (laughs) Like this specific thing. Um, But that's, what's really cool about um, Afroduct studios in general, like the company that we wanted to build revolves around, you know, people that want to make and be creative but I have no idea what we're doing. So we're going to work together and build, you know, this project. So the project, the vision is there. Now we're just, you know, finding our way through it. Like none of us have any training. Like Nick is going to school right now for programming, Mm. um, especially for game design, but that's only just recently where we just got has been an accumulation of the experience, the people um, who've come and go Um, everything. And it's just been a really, really great journey. You know, anybody that's watching now, if you've ever been part of, you know, the studio, you've ever like, even just like seen what we're doing, like your experiences are what have helped shape, you know, where we are. And it's really just more progressing every day on what we're trying to accomplish. Mm So yeah, Mm -hmm. I know Neil, you had something you wanted to add to. Oh, I don't remember it now. (laughs) <laughs>
2: that happens and that's how reveal. development goes
4: when you're getting fired <laughs> yeah you, inspired.
6: <laughs> I'm I'm the watching the, you had to remember the titans
2: <laughs> oh
4: yeah i lost all my thoughts there you, you go know, jeff you asked a question you're like you know what, what's everybody's actually role i'm the inspiration director like <laughs> yeah. when everybody starts to get bummed out and they're just like getting burned they come to me Ten minutes with me, you'll be like, "Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Nice. You're <laughs> recharged. You're ready to go." Can like I have ste-
3: that just to, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I
2: need
3: that for my personal life.
0: <laughs> can you set that up on like Fiverr uh, or yeah. something so we can yeah. like have some I, sessions yeah. with yeah. you? Because I, I feel like, you know what? Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> I need <laughs> that on speed dial. Literally, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You know what? That that's how we're gonna help fund the entire game. Just inspirational quotes from. There Quesi. you go. Absolutely,
0: that's actually great.
4: That's actually
3: (laughs) does he just say you're the inspiration? That's (laughs) just have that playing in the background How
0: how good is your high (laughs) Chicago voice? Yeah. Um Um, number one, um, I love the fact that you guys are uh you know in Columbus and that you named your studios Afro Duck. Um, I don't know if anybody everybody knows the story behind it, but I'm assuming that it has to do with Afroduck. Um Uh, oh yeah and then so i I would love to hear uh your story on why you decided to to name name it it was it posthumously i don't even remember how long ago that happened
4: it was 20 it was 2016 because that's when we filed the llc so it's not even like that long of a story (laughs) nick and i were in his nick's basement and we were trying to say okay
3: did you just try to squeeze that in like nick's basement
4: yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm just glossing over it, but I see you just caught me. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I, just yeah, I it down in, like, there. It's an extremely nervous basement, things. honestly. Dude, all great ideas either start in a garage or, <laughs> or a, bas- or a basement. basement. It's one mm-hmm. of the two. Now, it was dimly lit. I could barely see my hand. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It was, um, we were literally just trying to think of a name for our studio because we wanted to put it under like a name. And I was scrolling through my phone and it had just said like, OSU Duck has just died and it's being stuff and blah, blah. And I'm like, Afroduck. Oh, that's sad. You know, that'd be a cool name, Duck." And then Nick is like, No, that would be a great name. So quickly we just went to like the domain website to make sure Afro Duck available. (laughs) And it was, and it was like $2, and we're like, boom, it's ours. Yeah, but
0: it's amazing that it was available. It was was. available.
5: Beforehand, we were going with like so many weird names. I think we had like Helix. We had like double helix Studios. Double Helix. And then we talked about um, I think it was um something with a uh, uh, what was it, uh, Panda or something? Something Panda. I don't remember. Panda something. We just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember at this point, but there were so many ones we were running through and we just couldn't come up with we, yeah. we wanted to file an LLC,
4: but we didn't know exactly we didn't know what, what it the heck was. to call ourselves.
5: And, yeah. but and it's, that just happened upon us and it
4: worked out pretty well. But it's fun and it's playful and it's like afro Duck. That's a name you'll remember. Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's absolutely. just so random. A duck absolutely. with an Afro. Just for the
1: benefit of, so Utah and I both went to Ohio State. Also, I didn't graduate from there, but that's where I went for my first two years of college, and uh, that's where that's where we met.
0: That's where I went. So, that's where I went for my first five. The rest is history. Is history. <laughs> <laughs> the rest <laughs> the is but, history.
1: Um, but for those of you who don't aren't familiar with kind of OSU lore, um, there's a there's a pond in the middle that we call Mirror Lake. That people go and kind of sit around and and hang out, and then there's this duck that lived there, and he had like didn't he have like a tuft of he had a tuft of feathers, big feathers on his head, like a little like
4: yeah. tuft that was like right there, kind of like like big tuft yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, that's actually very I, good. Yeah, I don't know. Really <laughs> I
1: and mean, this was after my time, obviously, but so I don't know how that came about that his mm-hmm. that his name like. Was disseminated amongst all the students, but how? Mm -hmm. I guess uh, you know. And then he, yeah, that that. So that's an actual duck that passed away. That it was sad. Yeah,
6: he uh, was like he was like an unofficial OSU mascot for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's still
4: there. They stuffed stuffed squirrels. Yep, he's he's over as I think like the sports center. So like he's still there. So Mm -hmm. they've they've preserved my. Yeah, one of my goals. One of my goals is when our. Company makes enough money. I am going to go buy that duck from OSU. <laughs> <laughs> that is that I'm is where sure my goal. Go well. Oh, it uh, absolutely uh, will. I'll uh, say this is my <laughs> duck. It has my name on it, and I have it back. Oh my god, that is funny.
0: That's that's fantastic. <laughs> that's need, so and, and we're going to have you back when that happens. That's going to be We'll be happy to <laughs> have,
4: <laughs> showcase them. Yeah, that's how you know we'll make it. That's right. When you actually <laughs> when have Afro duck. duck
0: himself is when we
5: made
0: it. Yeah,
4: That's
0: dude. It's right. the goal. So, is Duck Studios all of your full-time jobs or <clears throat> is this the, uh sort of the dream hobby slash side gig? Side hustle, yeah. yeah.
4: The latter for sure. It is yeah. definitely the latter. We started, you know, wanting to make a like an indie game studio because we wanted to design it, but you know, we definitely, you know, got to pay the bills. Right. Um, so we have like real jobs that are, you know, helping support us. Um, just recently, we actually had our crowdfunding campaign to kind of help build our vertical oh, Right. Slice, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just ended. Um, mm-hmm. And we are now on the trajectory of reaching out to publishers. Um, you know the people that pay the big bucks mm-hmm. in order to get our you know game off the ground. We're currently working on our vertical slice, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of just you would think a demo. So what you guys see so right now hold on I keep <laughs> let me backtrack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is on Steam right now what we call our zakumba alpha game. Right, the 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 prologue demo, right? Yes, yeah. It's the first iteration of anything that we were able to build. That took us nine months. Um, Everybody on the team put in about five to 10 hours a week. And that's over the course of like that nine month period. And then we submitted it to the GDEX. If you guys haven't heard that, that's the Game Developers Expo in Columbus Mm -hmm. um, that happens every year. Um, During that time, it was, you know, peak COVID. We were, you know, everything was online. Mm-hmm. So we submitted it to like GDEX TV. And although we didn't win anything, we came as runner up. So second crowd place favorite. for hey. crowd favorite, mm-hmm. which actually blew our minds because mm-hmm. that was just, that's like our rough draft. That's mm-hmm. like, hey, we're just trying to put something together to see if our studio can even make something. And yeah. we were, and we were very successful um, from like our end. We learned a lot. We built something. It's there. Um, a lot of people like the idea and the direction. Um, and it just kind of made us think like, okay, we can actually like really keep going mm-hmm. if we, you know hit our nose to the ground and just start grinding it out. Mm -hmm. So now our next step is actually building a much more polished, much more refined version of what we want the entire full game to be. Um, So when you, when you see that, when that does come in, you'll notice a lot of differences um, from what we're trying to build. But right now we're still in that hobbyist, you know, working on it when we can Mm -hmm. um, having a pipeline, everybody on our team is incredible um, they understand the situation of, you know, it's volunteering your time, um, but knowing what our full vision is in order to, you know, build our studio, have a reputation, and actually release um, a project. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Wow. Very that's cool.
1: amazing. Um, yeah, I, was, I I wondered that my, myself like, how, you know, how in the world, uh, you know, it's got to take forever. And if you've been doing this through, since 2016, What do you I mean, I guess anything could change? It depends on obviously if certain funding comes in probably, but what would be kind of like how long do you think the process will take? Let's say you got funding tomorrow. Mm. Like how long does it take now to kind of make this a reality?
5: Um, you know, I would say, you know, based off of the current development status that we're in right now to get this full game developed, we're we're probably looking at about you know, if we get that full funding, the dream, uh, I'd say maybe about a year and a, a handful of months, uh, it would be my kind of trajectory uh, when the full game would be done. Um, that's just kind of based off the current status where we're at and kind of the development process we're going through. We do track. Um, we all log our work on a project management tool. So we kind of can keep up with some of the analytics of like how long yeah. it's taken us to develop certain things and we can kind of. Uh, make some good guesstimations on other assets or um, other um, mechanics that we may need to design. And well, how long did this take and compare it? So we kind of got a number in the air, but you know, this is, you know, We're just, we're not, we're not 100% sure. It really does depend on that like funding and the time Mm -hmm. that we can get with that funding
4: uh, in general. I will add on and say for sure, we're because we're in the stage right now of uh, publishers, like we're pitching our game, we we have a budget, we know, you know, what needs to actually be designed. One of the reasons why it's always like fluctuating is because we're operating under, What we call a zero dollar budget so it's just like (laughs) free time that we can do so Mm -hmm. if my artist says hey i'm gonna get this done but it takes them maybe like a month because they have either like some family issues or they have something else going on or whatever you know that like makes it longer Um, So whenever we say if we were operating on a full capacity in terms of like budget, it's in terms of like this is a 40 hour week job. This is what you're like working on Mm -hmm. Um, and what we usually present to our um, investors and publishers right now with the current budget that our $0 budget, <laughs> um, we're projecting to have the vertical slice completed by sure. late next year. So mm-hmm. around like October to between October and November, mm-hmm. and that will be like the second iteration of like what you are seeing on steam right now, the much mm-hmm. more polished. Um, and if we were able to get funding just for that part, that cuts it down by quite a bit mm-hmm. because then people can take more time off work or like leave their jobs and work just mm-hmm. solely on the project. Um, and the number always fluctuates because people come, people go. Um, but the pipeline has never really changed. We know what we're building. We know exactly what needs to be completed. Mm-hmm. It's literally just a matter of time, time and getting it done. Yeah. yeah.
2: Interesting.
1: I mean, I asked because I don't, the only, you know, Everything I know about game development, I learned from watching Code Monkeys. you guys yes. remember that? <laughs> yeah. <show>? And, <laughs> yeah. And, and Mythic Quest. Uh, on oh, show I love on, uh, on yes. on Apple. Yes. So I just I asked,
4: when you describe what you guys are doing, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So it's funny you mentioned Mythic Quest. I am striving to become I am. That is who I'm striving uh, uh, to be. Well, not hopefully not everything well, about not everything not, about Not, not everything, yet. just the cool But part. he does have a lot of what's yeah. the, with the writing director. You have a lot of that energy that too. Everybody can. Mm. Uh, compares the, me to uh, who is it? I can't it was remember. he was the writer with the Nebula Award. I keep forgetting his name. Oh yeah, yeah. F. Murray Abraham plays. Yeah, those. yeah. Um, Everyone that's, says that. this guy's god. He may want to be uh, Iron, but he's <laughs> definitely. Funny. It, it's funny because when I first pitched the game to Nick, I'm like, "Here's the story." And I gave Nick this a like, grand adventure. I'm like, "Here's how it's gonna play out." And Nick looks at me straight in the face, and he's like, "Nobody cares about the story. We just need to make a game." <laughs> it broke my heart I was like no and Nick's like no no the story's good but I don't care right now I need to like build this thing so so that we can like build it so uh, it's fun time fun times very Very cool.
3: so what are um, you've talked a little bit about the challenges but for you know any new uh, game developers or anyone looking just to build a I guess RPG game (laughs) Um, for the first game, don't do it.
0: <laughs> number one, <laughs> don't. don't.
3: Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
4: number one, don't do it. Number <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> two, <laughs> don't. Then <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase my <laughs> number question. Number three, refer to the first. Oh three. no, I'm sorry. It, I, finish your original question because I will answer it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well
3: now I want to know what type of game should they go for first? What are the easier games? Oh, I can <laughs>
4: that. Man.
6: What
3: are oh, the easier games? to do? Answer
6: that.
4: So
5: um, there's yeah no, I think that's a great question for any new game developer like you know, what's a good idea for a game to start building? And I, there's this really interesting game. Um, it's like called Hexagons, I th- believe it's what it's called. Um, and, it's the, and all the gameplay is, is that it randomly spawns in these hexagon shapes with one side missing, and they just kind of shrink down uh, towards the center. And you have, you have this little ball in the center, and you just kind of, you can move like any direction, but you have like a limitation of how far you can move. And that's the extent of the game. I, uh, the YouTuber who made it, I referenced him as Brackies. It's like, a am going to build a game in 10 minutes, and he built that game in 10 minutes. That's a good starting place, something on that level where it's something you put together in an hour. Um, game jams are really good ways to start as well, where you have a set time limit. And you have to find a game that's reasonable to build that time. You know, something that's, you know, very straightforward gameplay, very simple, maybe one mechanic at most, um, because that's kind of the starting foundation, uh, and that's one thing I learned in college was, to kind of start building some of those foundational mechanics and you build off of that to build these bigger games like an RPG where there's just so many variations of mechanics. Um, so you build like, you know, maybe like a side scrolling game, you build a racing game, um, you kind of do stuff of that nature, uh, just very simple, uh, ma- mostly setting up controllers. And that kind of gets you started to learn and, and you'll ask questions and find these answers that will help you get maybe ideas to expand on more complicated games uh, like a fighting game or a mm-hmm. RPG.
2: So, so
3: what is this is me? I'm such an i I'm a noob when it comes to all this stuff. So if I ask like very basic questions, I apologize. But sure. uh, when it comes to like building uh, like a, an app, like a phone game. Right, mm-hmm. and then like a video game. Why would why wouldn't you guys go that route? What if it is easier? Does that make sense?
4: <laughs> For building that, I can answer that. All right, so
2: <laughs>
4: here's the problem. Um, my my real job, my real full time job is I work at Apple. Um, so, ah, with that being the case, anything that I would attempt to build that is an app even if it's not oh, technically oh. logged on like my computer, there Apple is a owns. way that Apple could get it. There mm, yeah, is yeah. absolutely it's, a way. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And it wouldn't. In question, you won't leave Apple. I need <laughs> money to live. I need to live right now. Um, but in in all sincerity, it's just, it. it really is kind of like on me. And it's just because we want to make sure that this game belongs to us. Nobody else can like lay claim or stake to it. Mm. Um, and we've thought about the idea of making an app game and translating it. So it's definitely on our mind. Well, what if it's it's just like an Android. Yeah. Even Android, Apple can lay claim yeah, to it. Yeah, uh, they can actually lay
0: claim to anything that, that their employees develop
4: that Um, their employees develop as software. So that's why. I remember
0: signing that too.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's why there's not even a Mac version of the Alpha on Steam, specifically because we don't want any problems with Big Daddy Apple. Mr. Tim Apple, please don't come hurt me. (laughs) Well, and there's
5: also, to add on to a question, even outside of that, I think there's, you know, the reason we went for this game was the fact we were able to recruit very well for having a larger team. Because a game like this, if you're, you know, don't have as much experience, like, you know, I I did graduate with my degree in uh, game development at Columbus State. So I do have some (sighs) And One of our other developers, our artist Rose, that he mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. also graduated there on the art side of things. Um, And I think that we were able to recruit this team that was large enough that, you know, I think we were like, we can probably build a slightly bigger game. Yes, building a smaller game would get us uh, that, you know, early representation for our company, but... You know, our company, like I, I, we all really just kind of were so into this story and this narrative that Questy put together. I mean, that's really the driving force of why this game is getting built is because of how good of a story we have and planned for this. And I mean, it's just amazing. I, it really reminds me of like a Final Fantasy or oh. a oh my uh, nice. yeah, that, that's, that's a beautiful comment. Um, that's, that's, that's some that's high praise. Much yeah. Praise. Now, at least (laughs) story-wise, gameplay-wise, I mean, we're still working on that, you know. We're still working (laughs) on that. We we got some mechanics in there, but I mean, I think the story does hold up really well. And I think the overall grand picture that we have for this IP, you know, I really think we just want to see it through and we're willing to put in all our eggs Mm -hmm. in the basket. You know, me and a few of the other developers on the team currently, we've built smaller games already. So we kind of have some, you know, resources and tools and knowledge that we can kind of bring to the table. I think that's been able to help us uh, develop such a big project.
4: One thing I will also mention, like, the reason why we're building Episode of it's actually kind of an interesting take. When we first started designing like Zakumba, we're like, this is the game we want to build. We had completely different characters that we wanted to tell. And we realized after some point, this game's too big. Like there, it's too big of a scope. There's so much that goes involved. There's too many routes, whatever. We need to like scope down and just like really boil and make something. But I am a very stubborn person and I did not want (laughs) to lose the story and the projection we were going. So what we did was, I like to call it a reverse DLC, where essentially in the main title of the game, you have an entire party that joins you on your quest to fulfill said end goal, right? No spoilers. So what we did instead was take all of the supporting cast that was inside of your party. And we decided to break them down and give them their own game as like a mini introduction to who those characters are. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in the main narrative, you have Astraea as a party member, you, you know, she joins you. So I was like, well, what did Estrella do before she actually joined you? What was her story? Like, why does she exist? And so we decided to break it down. And that's how we came up with like Zakumba Estrella because Mm. originally it was episode Estrella. Like we're talking about her Mm -hmm. and the ending of her game is the introduction. So when she actually meets the characters in the main narrative. So that's how we've kind of started pipelining where now that we can also build specific parts of like this character as well as the world as we move on to next sections and each of the other supporting characters Mm. we're slowly building the world as well as slowly building the mechanics so we're still on track we're just introducing the world to these characters different abilities and then by the time you get to the main narrative, you we've already told you the story of these supporting cast. There's no need for you to like get a DLC to like know. Oh, this is who this person was, and like you, we already physically have the world built because we're just slowly in the um, Unity engine putting things together like as pieces. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how we broke it down in scope. I'm um, decided we still want to make an RPG. We have to start smaller. So let's focus on one character, tell their story, mm. use all of what we've learned there to move on to the next character and the next. until essentially the Avengers form and then they <laughs> save the world. <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna that's just while you were saying that, I'm like, you're building the Zacumba uh
1: cinematic universe. Basically. That is correct. Yes. I, like that. Yeah. Which I think it's appropriate that Estrella is like an engineer and or like a you know a a uh, or whatever yep. she's she, mm-hmm. doing, building things and trying to fix the machines. Like that's she's she's, she's the Tony Stark. Yeah. She's, she's one the bringing Tony. us in. Right, <laughs> she is to the, the Tony Stark. She is bringing us into this new uh, universe. And then, awesome. and then you that's guys, correct.
0: and you guys reveal the next character, uh, Bella, right? Or Bella's bells.
4: Did you guys um, f- Bells is a character in episode Estrella. So, okay, so she's, she's like going to be the next character. She, she's going to be the partner. So one of cool. the biggest stains with the narrative that I'm not going to spoil it, but Estrella being independent and just like wanting to focus on like her own opportunities, um, she definitely doesn't get along with a lot of the other children in Zakumba, in uh, where she lives, because, you know, they have their own dreams and aspirations. And she meets um, Abella, AKA Bells, who kind of introduces her into a world of, I wouldn't say like mystery, but like a different path. On how you can live your life. So, and this is like a friend that Astrea has never had, a a best Mm -hmm. friend, you could say. Um, And their entire journey that they have during the course as you play the game really is interesting for the dynamic between them because they're so different. But at the same time, you know, they're similar and they want to see the best out of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Bells is a playable character, and there will be other playable characters within um, Astrea but everything that we build up until that point is more just going to be bounced off into the uh, next part of the uh, larger narrative. Yeah. Cool. Okay.
5: And I mean, yeah, and all the playable characters in here are, and it will still play a role in the main game. They're just, you know, Definitely. they're going to be kind of the, uh, because we'd want to have like a team based kind of tactics yeah. fighting game, uh, yeah, sure. or I guess a uh, combat uh, system. Yeah. So we have multiple different characters you can in- uh, use during that experience. So yeah.
2: so
3: this is a multiplayer game? Or sorry, not multiplayer. Single player game. Single player game.
5: A, characters. A yeah, okay. I, I apologize. You have a party character. I apologize, bad thing no, going my end.
3: No, that's okay. I was a question that I wanted to ask, but I do have okay. uh, two questions. So, one, how did you decide on Zakumba? Well, how did you just decide on the names? I'm, I'm very curious about that.
4: Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I was born in Ghana. And when I came to the States, um, you know, my dad was in college. My mom was, you know, kind of like starting work. Um, and we didn't have like a lot of, you know, like I didn't have a lot of toys growing up, but there was a ton of paper around and colored pencils. So I built this african hero right this is before i heard about you know black panther or like Mm -hmm. any of like the cool you know black superheroes because i didn't know anything so you know i made my own hero his name was zakumba and he was the prince of africa and he just went around just like saving people and you know like defeating like a Fire Lord. This is before I knew what Avatar was too, but like, <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was just like a really cool character that I came up with. And it's also because like, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. So, you know, it was somebody that I wanted to personify and specifically the name Zakumba. I, I can't really tell you where it came from. It, it just like came to me because it, it just this is going to sound bad. But it just sounded African. And I'm like, mm. I like it. So I'm just going to keep it. Um, and I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what, you know, this character is. And it's just kind of been traversing over. And I've been boiling around this idea, honestly, since I was like 10. And it wasn't until I met Nick. I'm like, all right, I want to like really like make this character. So let's do it. Let's, let's, let's figure now it, it, it out. World. And now it's a, it's world. a world. Now it's a world. It's a whole world. It's a whole world.
0: That's great. A whole new world. Sorry.
1: So Neil, as the, as kind of the story, tell us a little bit about what you do as the story kind of uh, what your role specifically is. And then do you, is that what you do also in your full-time job? Do you, are you like a writer? Like how, how did you get into this work?
6: Yeah. um, That's a cool question. So my work, yeah, my day job right now, I teach English um, at the Rochester Institute of Technology because um, I'm in Rochester, New York. RIT. Um, it's,
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a really great place, honestly. <laughs> I,
0: I, I went there for uh, a photo camp when I was in high school. I oh, no High way. school yearbook. So yeah, they paid they Ooh. paid mm-hmm. for uh, my Amtrak train ticket, which left Cleveland at 2 a.m. and arrived in Rochester at like, Go? I think, 7. <laughs> and I spent a week there at RIT, so... Oh, cool! Did you say it
6: was a summer camp.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like just a uh, one week over the oh, summer, good. and the so high you didn't school didn't have to come here in the awesome. winter. That's
6: good. Oh <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> um, yeah. So my day job, I teach English, um, and when I went and I got my uh, my master's degree in writing in fiction from Ohio State. That's why I went to Ohio in the first place. Um, and so I'm I'm like working on a book in my own time. That's my own. Oh, cool. Sort of big project. Yeah, it's amazing um it's really fun honestly and one of the reasons i and one of the reasons you know when i picked the little slip of paper off the um <laughs> off the bulletin board back in 2016 if you had told me then you know in six years you will still be like working on the vertical slice i think i would have been very confused you know but,
2: <laughs> it, <laughs> but
6: and, and i think that I, that neil would have been disappointed probably but the other the other truth is that like I kept doing this with Quesi because it was so fun. Um, and so what I have found is that, you know, if Quesi comes to me with the, the proverbial dump truck of ideas, right. And I'm writing stuff down. I think that Quesi and I have a really good chemistry where as he's talking, I'm going okay so we've got a single dad we've got this really independent she's a genius but she's a child at the same time so there's a really interesting power dynamic going on there and then she meets this other friend whose parents are kind of absent so her friend has a different kind of independence Um, but her friend's brother who's kind of the father figure like is involved in organized crime so it's a threat. And so I like seeing all the different moving parts of the story, and I like thinking about them in those terms, you know. Okay, how can we leverage How can we leverage the tension a little bit more so that this scene moves just slightly faster? Um, oh, well, we need to introduce this character three chapters ago so that when they come in at this point, they need to be recurring instead of being introduced at the same time, at, at, for the first time, you know. Um, so, so how to get all the sort of narrative energies to kind of funnel and point in a direction that feels like you're carrying the player forward, um, while at the same time gives them the sense that like anything can happen that they're sort of being propelled. Um, right. I and I think for, for whatever reason, um, my skill at that and my like interest in that works really well when Questy is talking. I. <laughs> it, for, for whatever reason, Questy and I work really, really well together. Um, so you know, I'm I'm good at going. Oh well, Questy, you mentioned this other thing ten minutes ago. If you brought that, if you brought that detail in now, um, you know, you could save yourself a little bit of work. You could introduce this thing earlier, etc. Stuff like that. Um, so I'm kind of managing so narrative editor is exactly the right the the right name for my position. I think because I'm taking all of this raw material. And I'm trying to sort it into at least this single linear progression that hits upon all of the most exciting elements along the way. And so for me, the concern of I'm kind of liberated as opposed to Nick, or I feel liberated anyway, because I don't have to worry about (laughs) how is this game going to function? I just want to make, I just want to make this one sort of story that pulls all the way through and that is really exciting. um, And that like talks about all the stuff we want to talk about. Um, And then how it functions is, Kind of a secondary concern. Sometimes I think, Nick. Sometimes when I'm talking to Questy, I'm like, I hope I'm not giving this kid too much work. Like,
5: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I I I'm
6: not screwing him over. That's
1: awesome. Very well, nice. you know, we we often have authors on the show, so when you finish your mm-hmm. book, you oh, have to come yeah. back.
0: Yeah, and, well, definitely uh, want we'll you talk back. To you
1: about, we'll talk to you about that. Um, but uh, I, this, the whole process is fascinating. I mean, I I, I love to play video games, and so. Uh, I I've always, and I love to tell stories. So I've always kind of wondered like what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, we watched these game awards. uh, We actually just kind of. Oh yeah. Just a week ago. Co-streamed them uh, a a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, you see these teams come up there and they're accepting awards and I'm uh, meeting you guys at the um, convention. I I talked to several of the other teams Mm -hmm. as well it's just a fascinating process to think about all the stuff that goes into that. And yeah, how long it can take to do that, especially when you guys are working independently, like you Mm -hmm. guys are instead of obviously for a, you know, a major uh, um, publisher, like Publisher. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Who's who? like, they have this entire team who that's their full-time job is to focus on this game, go do it. And right. it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we get those out Not every, every, every few years or whatever, but that's, yeah, that's something that uh, I'm sure you're, you're aiming for at some mm-hmm. point, but uh, I love, I love uh, that indes- independent spirit. I'm a, I'm a movie fan too. So independent movies have always been. Uh, so it's really neat to hear this kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm story before so we're sort of running out of time so i want to make sure um that we get to uh where you could tell people how they can support you where they can find the demo that kind of stuff but before we do that from the three of you uh that are here um what is your favorite video game to play
4: Ooh. JRPGs all day long. I love JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> that that okay. I was like literally one of the reasons why I wanted to make an RPG. I would say right now my favorite game of all time, and I will, I will stand by these words. Persona five. Persona? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Persona five, <laughs> yep. specifically Persona five Royal, because Royal. it is yes. the best JRPG I have played. That is just balanced so well. It's it incredible. Totally so agree. good. It sounds incredible, and Absolutely. like the story is like so multi-layered. It's very it, deep. It's I love it. I love it. Yep. That's I'm right, with,
0: right there with you. My, both me Thank and my you. son are huge Persona Five fans. We even we we're such big Persona fans. We even play those dancing games.
4: I did too. Yes, I have them. I have them, oh, yep, I have the them plushies yep. for
1: them. That's oh, you've got the plushies! Oh. oh, that's fantastic. Well, that, that'll be on Utah's uh, little gadget. <laughs> yeah. Quarter.
0: Well, I'm gonna have to go next I'm have to get episode. those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. No, but I totally yeah. agree. P 5 r is is is, is it's just great. fantastic. Uh-huh. It's so Even deep. I'm gonna
1: have to get it's into good. that. Yeah. See, I, Didn't I, you try to? get you tried I bought it for PlayStation, and I just could not. Get into it, I can figure oh, out what's it's going on, so worth it, so lost. It's okay, and, and I and everybody. Well, no, no, I mean, like, people that I know, uh, that I uh love and respect to play have just raved about it. And I'm hmm. like there's something to this game. I'm going to, I got to find out. I got to find out what it is. And it was on sale. And I was, so it's, it's still in my queue. It's, it's another one that I'll get to. If
4: Listen, if you start backlog, playing so. that game, we're not going to see you for like a month. I'm just <laughs> yeah, gonna it, that. it really,
0: it really can well, suck am, you in.
4: I am. So
1: I am eligible for sabbatical this year. Uh, there you go. At my job. So, so yeah, I'll just there take you go. a month off and play for some time. my My wife, my wife would like, totally shoot me if that was what
0: i, was <laughs> do. <laughs> I don't know uh, it's a pretty valid reason i think <laughs> yeah.
1: so what about uh what about uh, the guys what yeah mm.
0: um okay so Questy went with an entire genre first so i'll do that <laughs> um,
1: well
4: then, then he narrowed it down to persona yeah. but then
0: he but then he named arguably the best jrpg so it's okay
4: yeah. it's a, you are a genius you you understand <laughs> I, I anything
6: that anything that tries to nail the Dungeons and Dragons experience, I mm. I will try at least, and I love, you know, I'm playing Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous right now, absolutely loving it. Um Pillars of Eternity, uh Divinity Original Sin. Um okay. the the sort of party-based the party-based dungeon crawler, not quite dungeon crawler, party-based RPGs, that's what I want. Dragon Age, loved Dragon. Dragon Age. I was gonna say Dragon Age oh, is a I great one. Dragon Age game uh, Mass Effect was great. Um, yeah anything that copies anything that tries to emulate the dungeons and dragons experience because dungeons and dragons is my favorite Mm. game definitely it's incredible um oh skyrim would be on there my first tattoo was the the quest marker from skyrim nice oh look at
1: that that's fun yeah my
6: my girlfriend's a tattoo artist so i like had the idea one day and then i had the tattoo there
2: you go
6: um, that works really well and oh and i want to i will pivot into the one the other the only other thing i wanted to say which was the we were talking earlier about like what would you what advice would you give to a really young person who wants to start making their own game or whatever um it just it, it will take so much longer than you think um <laughs> and that that's cool that's great it's super If it, if it stays fun then keep doing it but yeah. The, yeah, it's okay. You know, the only people who get it done I think are the ones who there's a kind of tenacity you need but to be able to continue to find fun in it is so important
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: yep
0: that's awesome good advice nick and nick
5: yeah, yeah, yeah no cool. I mean I like rpgs as well um I say pokemon pokemon I mean I <laughs> I, I play I would I played I've been playing that since I was four pokemon has been my thing I play uh, competitive as well like I'll play at some tournaments oh wow, oh, not, wow. And I am so into it it's insane um, but although I will say that um, one game that really caught my attention that has just really like, opened my eyes to like the possibility like, just possibly as a gaming I'd say it was like Ghost of Tsushima that mm. game gameplay that, that game is, is amazing so phenomenal I yeah, the mechanics fantastic. are just a ba- uh, uh, perfect and I I I need to sit down and play through it a couple more times because like that game was just so beautiful and just so well put together. I I love that
1: game. Yeah, it's um, not a, just yeah. the mechanics. It the, really the, it story the story. the story incredible. Incredible. Yeah, that, That's oh. one of the first video games that I actually like, like got choked up and cried during. Like, oh yeah. like when a you know when a certain character. Yep, uh, I, god, I, like, or they, a certain animal was, like, attached. Yeah, or oh god, don't even get me started <laughs> on that one. That, that was yeah. Don't see now.
5: That's yeah. a spoiler though. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful with the spoilers. But that's true. You no, know, the game is, and also I think um, what what's really uh, fascinating about the game is um, the kind of way they also allow you to play through it. Because the reason I want to play through it again so bad is so I can play it in that kind of like black and white traditional Japanese style mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, course, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to play through that. Just to experience that. I, I'm really excited to do it. Could I play it without that at first. I was like, I'm just going to play with the colors and all that. Cause I'm already bad at like, I'm really bad at like, that. Uh, what is it? Reaction <laughs> time with games and seeing stuff. So no, I'm, like, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. make it too hard on myself, but I definitely want to go through and play a lot with, uh, that filter on. And again, just the way they build out the mechanics with like these different stances and the way that you fight. is so awesome. It was very enjoyable.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. It, um, definitely one of my game of the year, um, nominees back when they was oh, yeah. it's still an amazing game and with i haven't even played because they released that Iki island expansion in the director's yeah, cut i
5: gotta play that too
0: which i haven't yeah, yeah i haven't even started and it's funny because uh for the past couple of years my son who's now 18 but my son would hear me rave about ghost of tsushima rave about it like nonstop. stop <laughs> and he'd be like yeah 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 sure whatever like but it's japanese it's got samurai it's an amazing yeah. story these are things that you like this is my son who loves persona. So I'm like, Oof. you know, come on. He finally got the, g- he finally got the game and started playing it, uh, this week and he finished yeah. it. He was Damn. so sucked in. He just, It'll suck you in. he he mm-hmm. couldn't so stop. Good. And then, and, and every so often I look over, I was like, so do you understand now? He goes, I totally understand. <laughs> you know. I,
5: I was a week. I, I said, I got home. I was like, I was like, I'm home now. It's time to start playing Yoshisima. I'll. I'm hungry, but I'll deal with that later. I gotta, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta yeah, play right yeah. now. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. hours
0: later, you're like, oh,
5: crap. Now go to bed. I'll just, <laughs> just <laughs> grab a snack and go to bed. real quick. <laughs> Stay up too late and not get any sleep. I became a night owl when I started playing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All excellent so games.
1: It. Yes, they are. Those those are some good choices. And I knew, uh, figured Pokemon was was in there. You guys mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, it kind of started uh, the whole so, thing. So, before we go tell everybody where they can find your uh so if they want Mm -hmm. to support this process are you still doing indie go-go is that still open um, how can they get involved or, you know, even uh, try out the demo? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so the the demo itself, it is all Windows based right now, but you can get it for free um, on Steam. It is our proof of concept. We just pushed our last update on it just for some quality of life issues. Um, mm. So that's kind of done. Um, you can play it right now. In terms of our funding, we, we closed out our um, campaign, so it's no longer open, but here, next year around like february we are going to be opening up a store that's going to have some cool swag that you can buy like shirts stickers buttons stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so definitely keep an eye out um our website we also try to update that as regularly as we can Um, and then if you follow us on any social media platform literally Afroduck Studios. The day that we got the name Afroduck for our domain, I went to every single social media. It didn't matter what it was. I'm like, <laughs> Afroduct Studios, done. Afroduck Studios, done. Afroduck Studios, done. So, Very smart. Um, yeah. So we're pretty much everywhere. Follow us mainly Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are the big three Mm -hmm. that we use. Um, And then, and we also, oh yeah, we have a Discord server. Hey! Um, If you go, I don't know if it's possible to share it in here, but um, on our website, there should be a link that goes to our Discord server. We call it The Pond. And it's basically where we try to post (laughs) updates. Oh yeah, it's great. I can't, I come up with all of these names, guys. Just, just like, I'm a great name maker and yeah. it's great. Um, but you can, uh, find us there and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're pretty much like everywhere we can. Mm-hmm. A lot of our time is spent on development and I'm the one that does the social media, but, I'm really terrible at it. I don't <laughs> understand social media. I'm trying, but I you know.
5: <laughs> we're, still, we're, gonna see. Uh, TLDR, we're still new in the Discord server, like kind of figuring out our niche in there and yeah. uh, whatnot, but definitely check it out. I mean, check all our out. developers you know, are there, and we are trying to find a way to kind of start uh, sharing the development process for anybody who is interested in game mm-hmm. development and seeing how Very that kind of cool. goes on in the back end and anything, yeah. you can see yeah. a lot of things on there before you'll see them on our social media or anywhere else. So.
6: And we're pretty responsive, so if you're like trying to get into development and you have a question somebody would be super happy to talk with you that'd be cool
5: oh yeah
0: oh awesome. yeah i might just you know Absolutely. ask questions about you know opinions of games and stuff
1: well thank you guys so much for being here and sharing with us we're gonna have to have you guys back next year when around this time yeah to see where you are in the process especially if your vertical slice is ready to go uh, we got to try to schedule and and kind of hear wh- what's going on now. That'd be awesome. what, what's the next step? Yeah, uh, because I think this is interesting. I love following this uh, story, so we'll, we need to stay in touch. Uh, thanks for sharing your time with us, guys. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for you. having it's us. So we nice. had a lot of fun with this. Was our
4: first podcast ever, so yeah, totally this Absolutely is really appreciated. You guys knocked yeah. it out of the park. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thanks so much. Sick. Thank you. So.
1: This week, we don't have a 90-second geek rant again because nobody left anything. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, people who are listening to our show, if you're listening on a podcast right now or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we want to dedicate the last kind of 90 seconds of the show here to something. Well, it's more than 90 seconds because we talk about it after. But they we're going to give you seconds. 90 seconds. To give us uh, kind of your opinion, rant about something. Maybe you're excited about something. Maybe you want to, yeah, rave. Maybe you want to complain. Maybe you want to, you know. I think I always use this example. You want to argue with me about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie? (laughs) I will die on that hill. He will Um, die on the Die Hard uh, hill. The only thing I will not is Derek Mabel. Is if you mention anything about uh, that team up north. (laughs)
2: That will not make it on the show. He, he,
0: oh, they're, I, they're allowed to put a for comment on You
1: know what? That's I appreciate my friend. that he watched. That is so one of I'm my best friend. Sorry. That's that's what he said, and it's okay. No, he's, you know, I'm putting it up. We don't gatekeep football fans. No. You can say uh, that this we don't year. gatekeep. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, congratulations <laughs> this year. You know, we'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to hear from you. We want to be able to share your opinions with people too. We want you to be a part of this show. So speakpipecom slash world gone geek. If you've got any kind of opinion and you can, you know, get it out in a coherent way in 90 seconds, do that, please. We would love to play it right here at this point. I would even play this really cool. Uh, oh, it, do we have an intro?
0: Um, it's time for the 92nd geek rant.
1: There we go. And then, and then you, you would repeat you would start it. start talking and it'd be like, so you're like a part of the show. Um, yeah. We would love for you to do that. So please um, 90 seconds to, to have your voice heard on in a world gun geek. We'd love for you to do that. Special. Thanks again uh, to Afro duck studios for being here with us. Yeah. And thanks as always to my partners Ooh. in crime. Uh, Utah and Aliyah, Thank you. We're waving here. We're we are w- not here <laughs> next week. Uh, next week, we are taking the holiday off. So enjoy the holidays with your families, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening to us all year and being a part of the show. Um, we will be back on uh, the 2nd, January 2nd. <gasps> next year. With our good friends from promptly written yeah. promptly written podcast are going to be here. Um we're going to so we talked to Ian, we saw, talked to Ian a few weeks ago. He's an author uh and he does this podcast with a friend of ours named Matt. We're going to talk about that podcast. It's going to be lots of fun. And we have something special and fun to announce with them uh of something that we're we're doing oh, we do. next year. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. We? So All that to say, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch. We're World Gone Geek pretty much everywhere you decide to get social. So get social. And we're growing our Patreon account. So check that out at patreon.com slash worldgonegeek. We're trying to start making some swag. We're going to have some special behind-the-scenes and special broadcasts that only patrons will get. So check that out Come join me as a patron. And uh, you you can join as low as $5 a month. So please, Mm -hmm. we'll
2: see you guys on January 2nd next year. Go see Spider-Man. The podcast is real is a world gone geek production.